Welcome to the podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung joining you once again. We're going to talk about all things USDA, China, markets. Obviously, it's the Allendale Market uh, Podcast, so got to talk about the markets, right, Mike? Right, and on top of that, we also should probably cover this weather concern. Right, yeah, weather's uh, going to be a big deal, and it already has been a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just jump right into that. Uh, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we had the bomb cyclone, lots of damage across the the western corn belt. Um, I don't, unfortunately, I, I don't think we've really seen the market kind of pick up on this uh, here recently, but it's probably only a matter of time until we start to to uh, maybe factor that in. Yeah, I think the main thing is on this uh, planning intentions report on Friday. And uh, the weather, it's, it's not going to be factored into that. Those numbers are from March 1st. Um, a lot, obviously, has happened between the beginning of this month and now. And we're just got to, I think, take that in stride. We'll have to see what the numbers come out with. And then as we get going forward, we got... The new quarter start on Monday, crop progress, and you know the further and further we get into crop progress with the weather we have, the more we're going to be talking about are we having delayed planting, what's going on with all that. Right, and and like you said, uh, talking about delayed planting, there's only a few areas uh, of the country that have started planting so far anyway. Uh, you've got Texas, uh, I think uh, parts of the uh, the Delta and uh, the Southeast have have started or normally would be starting about now so we here in the midwest uh, obviously the further south you go the closer you get to april 1st but here in the midwest in in our area in northern illinois it's usually about april 15th to april 20th so we've got a good uh, two and a half to three and a half weeks before we really need to start being concerned the problem with that is that currently the 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 maps are wet oh yeah and we we're looking for a big swath going from essentially Houston all the way up through into the Midwest and into the Great Lakes. So that's gonna that's gonna hit uh, what uh, parts of Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, and then there's there's a secondary one uh, in the short term that uh, goes across the uh, the northern northern plains and and hits Nebraska again. That's that's definitely an area that does not need to see more rain. Right, yeah, and the thing about it is we we keep getting enough rain to keep us out of the fields, and that that's going to be a concern coming up here. Is not whether or not it's going to be a huge amount, but is it going to be enough to keep the fields wet enough that you can't get in, and is that going to in turn get farmers anxious, get out there and just shove the crop in the ground, which has been it's been shown to affect yields if we do that. We've had yeah, we've had that issue a few uh, a few years back where. Guys were just trying to get finished, and it was by any means necessary. And you get past the insurance date, and guys, that shows kind of the pride of the American farmer. They they want to they want to have a field to to harvest, right? And whether they're trying to just you know drop it in off off of an airplane, or they're trying to trying to just throw it across there just to get something out into the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, these guys are going to go out and they're going to give it their best shot. Uh, it does. It does bode well that you know we do have the prevent plant uh, situation where they can that that money can go in you know and they won't completely take a loss if they can't get it planted. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's it's not great. It's it's not the best situation, but you know they won't take a, a zero on the on the year for that uh, uh, for that field. Hopefully, so the other thing that uh, we need to talk about here today, and this is. Uh, this has obviously been our topic uh, uh, of conversation since we started the podcast, is, is China. 
Uh, we've now heard uh, originally it was, okay, we're going to get something done March 1st. We're going to get something done by March 29th. Then it was sometime in April. Then it was June. Now it's uh, then it was third or fourth week. (laughs) (laughs) Sometime in the next six months, they're talking that we're going to get something uh, something accomplished. But um, we're over in uh, our people are over in Beijing right now. Um, Have we? I I didn't see in. I have not heard a single thing out of it, which I think is some of the market reaction we're getting today. Is we haven't been hearing anything out of it. I mean. Right now, a lot of what's kind of holding us up here is hopefully some kind of deal with China, and that's going with the beans and hogs is what's going on with China, especially hogs lately. They've just been on a tear. But, yeah, this whole China thing, it keeps getting kicked further and further down the road. Right. And when do we get to a point that it's it's too far down the road? We have Brazil's crop out of the ground. They're getting their exports out, and there's no need to come to the U.S. with the, with the uh, real already down to six-month lows. Sure. Yeah, so, they, the what, real, the uh, yeah. Argentine peso, we're getting hammered today. I mean, right. it just that's that bodes well to, to see their farmers sell, which you know, that, that hurts us. Yeah. So w- what time is too far? Do we get to June and finally get a deal done? But at that point, it, it just doesn't matter anymore because we have all this crop that's on hand. Right. Are we going to take this China deal and have the, realize that we've been having this market too inflated? Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, as we as we move forward um, with how how we get a deal done with uh, with China or when we get a deal done with China. But it'll be interesting to see when all the layers are peeled back off of that uh, those flooding issues in the Western Corn Belt. Mm-hmm. How much grain was lost there? Because there's a lot of people talking that you know you had uh, you had bins that had busted and that's that all of that grain. Uh, whether it's corn or beans, that's out of condition. There's right. no way you can sell that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many thousands or millions of bushels uh, we actually lose out of that and when it kind of starts to play into uh, USDA reports. Mm-hmm. Or will it? I mean, because you got I mean, you think we produce 4 billion, 5 billion bushels of beans and 14 or 15 billion bushels of corn. How much is that going to factor in? Uh, it's the same thing with the cattle loss out that way or the, the hog loss out that way. Right. There's, it's going to be a while before we actually see those numbers come in. It's hard to kind of take yourself out of that situation and not get overly bullish, but we start looking at weather again, and that's going to continue to uh, to play on everybody's fears. So there's a lot coming up in the markets that are that, that could be very good, and, you know, on the same rate, when it comes to production, could be very bad for production. Yeah, and going back to that cattle point with the Nebraska's right, or Nebraska right now, um, I haven't been hearing a lot of cattle deaths or loss. The big thing that I'm thinking is coming out of this is this backup of kill. And on top of that, what, I've, what I actually have been hearing is a lot of calving loss, which on top of a year, I've already... Before this even happened, I've been hearing nothing but horror stories about calving this year. So, will this yeah. be a problem this year, or is this could be a calf crop problem for next year? Yeah, that's a that's probably more of a uh, 2020, maybe even 2021 issue mm-hmm. uh, that we could see. Um, but yeah, the the calf uh, the calf loss uh, is going to be a big issue. Uh, it's just unfortunately short term 
it hurts those guys long term it could be it could be something that we see coming to the market later on right like a year from now a year mm-hmm. and a half from now so um yeah i mean it's uh that whole deal out there i mean the the tough part and i don't know that a lot of people are talking about it is is infrastructure um you know obviously there's a lot of roads bridges uh that are damaged right. big time i mean they you could see them float down the stream at some points mm-hmm. um the other part of that is with all this uh, all this extra moisture in the ground and going down the rivers uh we're pretty much at a st- we should probably be at a pretty pretty much of a standstill for uh, getting corn to ethanol plants or getting corn up and uh, and beans up and down the rivers mm-hmm. you know that's going to that's going to put a pinch on things for a little bit until we kind of open those open those up we see the floods uh, recede a little bit yeah, and also with the elevators, like you were saying, the ethanol plants, elevators, I've been hearing stories about their bins also just going down. I've heard multiple half-million bushel bins just being taken out. Right. And how long is that going to take to rebuild? And when's the? I don't even know how much the water has pulled back since our peak, but I haven't been really hearing anything. The new, lack of news out of Nebraska right now is surprising. You're not hearing, like, a bunch of loss, but you know that you, you're probably going to hear it soon. Well, and I think that part of that is there's – at this point, we're so – it's so new to us in the last two weeks or so mm-hmm. that it's it's very hard to quantify exactly what it is. I mean, you've yeah. already had the emergency declaration, uh, but how much money do you throw at it? And And where are the contractors, construction companies – going to come from to get out there and actually start to rebuild roads and rebuild culverts and and all that stuff because you know that all those com- all those counties and and townships they don't have the money to do that right now mm-hmm. and it's not like as soon as they declare an emergency that a check is cut from Washington right so that's it's it's going to take time but uh, I I think it'll be you know we'll get more solid data on what the real impact of that stuff is so mm-hmm. all right let's uh let's move on to our next uh uh probably the biggest thing we need to talk about this week uh, we've got the uh, quarterly uh, grain stocks report and the uh prospective plantings report mm-hmm. what are, what are we seeing on this thing uh, what a lot of people have been talking about this year is more corn less beans and that's what a lot of the estimates are saying we've got a lot of estimates between 90 and 92 for corn planted acres and for beans low end uh, we're actually low end at 84.2, uh, and higher end comes, I think, at 86.7 or somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty reasonable to think that we're going to see that. Uh, it is a snapshot from the March 1st time frame of what farmers are seeing. It is a farmer-based survey from the USDA. And and that's, that's it's important that we point out that's intentions. Mm-hmm. That's what they intend to plant as of, like you said, March 1st. It right. has nothing to do with, you know, when they get down to the wire, you know, as we get around Memorial Day or as we get into June, shoot, I, I, I'm I, just not going to be able to get as much planted in, in these fields or I'm still waiting to get into these fields. Mm-hmm. If I wait two weeks, I could then put it into soybeans or something else like that. Right. So it is very important to realize that this is the March 1st. And like we were just talking about, there's a lot of weather concern that happened over Mm -hmm. the past month and how that's changed a lot of people's ideas of what's going on. 
now you're starting to get more people talking about, well, maybe we're not going to get as much corn in the ground and we're going to see more beans, but it's not going to be talked about until we get the final numbers out. Right. And hopefully, I mean, we've seen a lot of numbers saying that the guess has been higher than what the USDA has put out in, I want to say, five of the last seven years, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And right afterwards, we do have the end of the quarter, and we have those crop progress reports coming out. So I, I, I just don't know how much weights could be hold there, but that is what what we're looking for is more corn, sure, less beans. And and then the other uh, report that typically doesn't get as much uh, press but ends up probably moving the market more often is that quarterly grain stocks report. That's a that's the measure of how big the actual pile is. Right. Not where it's going to be at the end of the marketing year, but how big it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we're looking for uh, – uh, grain stocks to be a little bit higher than what the uh, uh, what the the average guess is on corn and beans, mm-hmm. maybe slightly lower on uh, on uh, wheat. And I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I, it, doesn't it kind of feel like this whole week we're just going to play into that? Okay, it's gonna we know it's going to be bearish. Let's just sell it now, and then once we flip the page to April, then we can start talking weather. I mean, doesn't it? Doesn't it it have does feel of, like that. It feels like we had positions going on today. We had a big drop here in the corn and beans, and, and we didn't have a headline coming out that said, "Hey, uh, China just canceled a big shipment of beans," mm-hmm. and then we start pricing that in. So it does seem like we are priced in this report for being bearish pretty well right now. Yeah. And usually you see a little bit more of that on Thursday, but I feel like a lot of it got hammered in today. Yeah. And we're coming to the end of the quarter, obviously, right. like you mentioned. And so you, you will see a little bit of maybe position squaring going into that because they don't want to necessarily hold those. They don't want to necessarily have to be adding those short positions or, you know, whatever ahead of, ahead of those, uh, uh, the start of a new quarter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if you look at the the weather forecast, and we, we were just talking about that with the amount of rain that's com- coming up from the Gulf and, and through the Midwest and then the amount of rain going across the northern parts of the Midwest. Uh, I mean, we're talking about in the, I think it's the 11 to 15 day, there's areas that see seven or eight inches of rain. Yeah, that's, that's in, looking in a lot, In a four too. or five day period. Mm-hmm. That in in some of those areas, especially Missouri, those guys don't need it. I mean, right. it's, you know, we talk about it all over the place with the Midwest right now. I can't remember a year where we've been as saturated. Now, I vaguely remember '93. I'm older than that, but um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think once we can finally get to the point where guys are really twiddling their thumbs about getting out into the fields or Maybe even a guy or two decides they want to kind of push it, and then they start creating some some more ruts like they had last last fall. That's when we might start to see some of these markets start to come around. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Anything you wanna you wanna add in here? What uh, what else have we have we missed here today, Mike? Oh, let's see. We had wheat. It was pretty stable. We got a sale to Egypt, which is great. We we love those sales to Egypt. Not something we normally see year to year. This year we've seen. A a good amount of business from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to obviously see some more 
business outside of that. Uh, the announcement up. of of corn to uh, to China last week. Announcement of corn that was great. Yeah, uh, definitely something we needed to see. Uh, but the surprising thing is how short funds want to be going into this mm-hmm. planting season. That's something that it's very surprising uh, with everything we just said about weather and the possibility of not as many corners originally thought. It seems like something that funds wouldn't want to be record short going into. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with the the trade issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you keep hearing about, oh, well, if we get a trade deal, if we get a trade deal. But everything they've done here lately is continue to kick the can down the road. Right. So it's almost a put up or shut up type situation at this point with uh, with the trade deal. And until that point, they feel comfortable that they can continue to short this thing. And we've seen it in years past where the trading funds come in and they take a huge position, whether it's long or short. And it's kind of like flips on a dime and all of a sudden they are underwater on that thing and they can't get out of it fast enough. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of feels like where we're at right now. I mean, the the uh, the fund position right now, the trading fund position is what, uh, 261, 280 some yeah. thousand contracts short. And it's it's just, that's obscene. I right. mean, it's it's ridiculous. And I think the Kansas City wheat short is, is at a record. Record, long, or record short as well. And so, I mean, it's it's really at a point where, yeah, it takes a little bit of uh, chutzpah, I guess is the, the best word I can say that's not going to get me bleeped by uh, <laughs> producer Zach here. But uh, to, to come in and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and buy this market. Um, and that's the, you know, it's, it, it, yes, you could be wrong for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end, once we start to incorporate some weather issues, that, uh, that'll that come out right. So. I think the most surprising thing about funds this year is how aggressive they are across various markets. Like you said, uh, their record short for both corn and KC wheat. Mm-hmm. They're very long cattle from that last report we saw. Right. It just, looks missed, like it, just missed a record. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it looks like we saw some fun liquidation today. I mean, from our peak, we're off our peak from about $4 right now, a little over $4, but they have been very aggressive this year. I don't know if it's because the uncertainty with China trade war and we got some money coming out of the stock market into the commodity market, but there is a very aggressive feel to mo- a lot of these markets. I'm kind of surprised about beans they don't seem to really be moving much in this bean market they've got a short position in the beans it's mild though but if you notice i mean and we talked about this in our weekly broker meeting is that you've seen the you see the big move in from what slightly positive or slightly long Mm -hmm. in corn to this massive short position but we only moved what 13 cents on that on that yeah. on that massive sell off mm-hmm. but when it came to the beans i mean we saw a move of what 30 or 40 cents and same thing in the wheat the wheat took a huge dump from uh the beginning of february until uh just a, a couple of weeks ago so i mean we had this huge move but the the amount of the the funds were trading doesn't match up mm-hmm. because you would if you would see those those fund numbers, okay, we sold 260,000 contracts and we only moved 13 cents in the corn. But you look at the beans and you say, well, that's got to match up. I mean, if you, you only sell 50,000 or 80,000 in the beans, well, it should only move 12 cents, 15 cents. Right. But it was like 40. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't always equate to a certain 
or a specific penny uh, as far as what it should be. I mean, if you look at selling off two thousand or two hundred and sixty or two hundred eighty thousand contracts of corn, you almost might think that it would be what it, a ninety or a dollar cent yeah, a I mean, dollar two, move. Two thousand sixteen, we saw them flip their position and they went from a pretty large short position to a long position and, and moved the market eighty eight cents. Mm-hmm. So you think that if you're Divide that by half, so they went from record short to record long, 88 cents. Well, half of that would be 40 cents, but you only moved 13, 14 this time. That's, that is that is surprising. Um, and it's just going to show how positive this market is that we have a better story here for corn. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is that is really the case. We've seen that the ending stocks come down on it from 2.4, 2.5 to 1.7, 1.8. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like there is a, a better story right, right now in the corn. So, well, why don't we uh, we wrap it up? I think uh, what, what we'd like to get out of uh, people is, you know, continue to let us know wh- who you think we should uh, we should have on the the podcast here you can reach us uh, at 800-262-7538 that's 800-2-MARKET allendale-inc.com and service at allendale-inc is our email address for greg mcbride and mike lung this is the allendale market podcast <laughs>